everyone, and welcome to another edition of Clisser's Mic Drop. This is week 12 of the NFL season, game 11 for your Denver Broncos after uh, they came off a bye week, which was just last week. The podcast also uh, took a little rest, and of course, all the talk that we had on Nine News and on NineNews.com, uh, as we wrote about, was about uh, not only losing to the Philadelphia Eagles 30 to 13, but uh, the, the head nod from Teddy Bridgewater, not much of an effort in trying to tackle Darius Slay on that fumble return for a touchdown. Slay um, on Sunday comes right back with a pick six against Trevor Simeon and the New Orleans Saints. Boy, that guy is really having a season. But uh, for Teddy Bridgewater, the concern is, uh, you know, will, will the players buy into him? Will uh, Broncos country uh, buy into Teddy Bridgewater. I, that's going to be tough for him to overcome. It was good that he came back and and not really apologized, but did admit that he should have done uh, a lot more in trying to stop Slay on that return. He did that the day after the game last week, so that was good. Um, this week, uh, uh, here's a little inside for you. The Broncos came back to practice on Monday. They had the team stretch, and Teddy Bridgewater uh, called all the players together. Uh, Vic Fangio uh, stayed away. He, he watched from the side out of uh, uh, listening distance, and Teddy, uh, you know, talked to his team. Uh, I, from what I understand, he didn't talk about the, uh, you know, his uh, lack of effort on the, on the touchdown return. He just carried on as, uh, as if uh, everything was uh, okay and normal and just talked about the opportunity that's ahead of this team, which is they're 5-5. Five and five. They have the Chargers here at home on Sunday, and if they win that game, they're 6-5 and five going into next Sunday night at the Kansas City Chiefs. And, uh, you know, those are, are two big opportunities for the Broncos. It's the AFC West portion of their schedule. Five of their final seven games are against AFC West opponents. The other two are against the Lions and Bengals at home. Both very winnable games. So the Broncos are still, as, as difficult as it is to believe with all their uh, stops and starts, are still in playoff contention. They have to beat the Chargers to stay there, though. They lose, then they play at the Chiefs uh, the following week. Uh, no one's going to believe that they're uh, playoff uh, contenders. And, and if they're 5-7, and seven, they won't be. That's, that's for sure. So um, very big game this Sunday against the Chargers. We had a chance this week to talk to Kenny Young, the uh, new inside linebacker for the Broncos, a three-game starter. Boy, uh, imagine Kenny Young. He, he gets drafted by the Baltimore Ravens uh, in 2018 as a fourth or fifth round draft pick. Uh, doesn't play much as a rookie, but plays some. And then uh, uh, he, he plays the second year for the Ravens quite a bit, and then he's traded to the Rams. And uh, he starts for the Rams, uh, part-time starter for the Rams last year, is a, is a seven-game starter for him this year. And the Rams are 6-1, and one and they're hot. And uh, they just uh, they dump him to the Broncos for basically nothing, uh, basically to save a million in salary. And, of course, we know uh, they needed that uh, financial room to – uh, get the acquisition of Vaughn Miller a week later. But Kenny Young uh, with the Broncos is 2-1. Is and one. 
He was here for the Washington win. He was here for the Dallas Cowboys win and also the loss against the Eagles two weeks ago at Empower Field. But I was feeling sorry for the guy um, that he went from the Rams, who are perennial uh, playoff uh, contenders, and uh, it comes to a Broncos team that at the time is 3-4, and four, coming off four consecutive losing seasons. But that's not how Kenny Young took it. Uh, he took it that uh, he was going to make the most of his opportunity. He looked at it that uh, while the Rams discarded him, the Broncos wanted him, and uh, they needed him after all the injuries they had at inside linebacker, most notably to Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson. And a very smart person, uh, well-spoken as, as Kenny Young. He hopes to stay here. He's from the outskirts, uh, small town outskirts of New Orleans, where he grew up. Played his college ball at UCLA, where George Payton played. Going back in the day, George Payton was a special teams player for the Bruins. Kenny Young, a nice linebacker for UCLA. Uh, then Baltimore, already been traded twice. He's too good to have been traded twice before uh, his fourth year is up. But uh, uh, so it goes with some players. Once they are traded, they, they become more and more expendable, it seems. But uh, he's a good player. The Broncos have him. This is a big game coming up against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I will talk more about that on the other side of this interview. I think you'll enjoy uh, the sit-down we had with Kenny Young. Uh, the sit-down was on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone, by the way. Let's call this the Thanksgiving edition of Cliss's Mic Drop. And on the other side of this interview, we will uh, uh, talk about the Broncos and Chargers coming up this Sunday at Empower Field at Mile High. Kenny, welcome. How you doing, buddy? Good. You're, uh, you're too good to be traded twice before you're done finishing your fourth season. What were the what, what are the emotions like? I guess it's a double-edged type of deal. You know, it's um, I don't know. I don't know if I, words would ever describe it. You know, um, but it's a unique situation, of course. Um, uh, it's like you know, with this transition, and uh, it's uh, it's okay. I'm still playing football. I'm still yeah. doing what I love. Uh, just with a new team. Uh, a lot colder weather, of course, but uh, you know I'm. Uh, Welcome, by the way, to Colorado. Yeah, man. Nah, it's uh, it was snowing a little bit today, but it's good to be, you know, on a on a team that uh that embraces, you know, the way I play and. My yeah, life. you know, at first, I, you know, I felt sorry for you, without knowing you and not, you know not knowing how you would feel about it. Just from the outside looking in, I felt sorry for you. You're going from a Rams team that has been making the playoffs every year, exciting team with McVay. You're six and one, and you come here to a program, I guess, three and four. Hadn't made the playoffs in a while, but then I heard you speak, and you didn't feel sorry for yourself, did you? Well, I, I can't. I have a job to do still, and uh, you know that's where my pride falls is me, you know, being able to to do my job. Um, it's uh, like I said, it's a unique situation. Uh, uh, it's a different conference. Um, played in the conference, you know, before early in my career with getting uh, drafted to Baltimore. But yeah. um, man, I'm, I'm I'm here to embrace it. You know, uh, we have seven more guaranteed games left, and uh, you know, I, I need to put everything you know on the full front, full front to to go out and you know 
execute at a higher level than I've been playing at already. You uh, grew up in a small town just outside New Orleans. For, first of all, Peyton and Eli, I mean, is, mm-hmm. I mean, they all that like you would expect there as you grew up? Yeah, well, you know, they, um, the high school that they went to, Newman, um, at the time I was playing for, for Johnny Curtis, uh, it was kind of like our rivalry. Mm. And, uh, you know, just to see what they've done and to have that, you know, that program really have a name now for how prestigious it is, is just uh, phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Peyton and Eli grew up uh, in that area and uh, went to Newman and, um, you know, completely football back then, than, you know, than a few years ago. But, uh, you know, it's, it's good. It's good to always, you know, talk or even, you know, hear about, you know, talent from Louisiana that's, you know, made, made a stretch for themselves in, in life, really. You were saying that uh, your town is, is kind of like country there in Louisiana, and it, and it fits well what you grew up in with what you've seen so far in Colorado. Talk, describe that a little bit, what, what you meant by that. Yeah, just the feel is like, it's, you know, it's, it's very chill, it's very relaxed, but you got, you know, you got lakes here, you have mountains, and you have mountains back home, but, you know, you have, uh, you have a bunch of woods, and uh, <laughs> it's on different levels, but uh, I, I just think that, you know, from the people, right? I think it's the people that, that really sets it apart. And um, uh, I think it's just the spirit of the city, you know. Uh, it, it gives you that Louisiana Southern type flavor, not necessarily, but you know, I love nature. The only difference is that it's a little bit cold out here, but. Did you, know. you um, when you got here, was the adjustment a little easier because Fangio and Staley uh, had similar systems? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's on the small scale. It was, it was difficult, honestly. Uh, anytime you're trying to learn a new defense, which is a linebacker, uh, I think what helps though is that, you know, it's some of it is similar, but, um, you know, uh, I've been busting my butt since I got here to, to really hone in on the defense and the, really the details to, go, to be able to go there and execute and, you know, put some guys in position to make plays and, uh, you know, to just be all on one on the court. And uh, it's a great defense. Uh, it's, uh, you know, Vic, Vic is a mastermind of what he does. And, um, you know, his greatest thing is, you know, when he lets his, when his players are able to believe what he's calling, you know, it's, it's a very, very beautiful thing, you know. And uh, I, I enjoy the defense here. Talk about the Chargers with uh, Staley and just how, where have you seen him kind of break off from Vic a little bit and he's doing his own thing as a leader? Well, his whole role has, has expanded, right? Like he's a defensive mind coach. Uh, coached a little bit, uh, you know, the Rams, he was even a coordinator for a year and, you know, his role got expanded to really, I think it's, you know, a credit to his, his, his leadership uh, that he's, he's built for that role. And um, I'm sure he's hands in with, hands on with everything from <laughs> yeah. uh, schemes to, to the plan to, you know, corrections. He's, he's big on that. And I think that's what makes him, more, you know, most effective is his, his ability as a coach to be able to make so many changes and, uh, you know, um, but it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a game where we'll go out there and play, man, go out, go out there and do our job, uh, bring some energy and, uh, you know, um, focus on just uh, being one and up. Kenny, I'm getting a high sign. I guess you got practice starting up here. <laughs> have, have fun today. Yeah. Bundle up. Yeah, thank Good you, Good luck buddy. to you. Nice to meet you, Mike. All right, nice to meet All you. Right. Thank you, buddy. Right on.
Young for sitting down and, and talking to us uh, during this uh, uh, holiday break. A little different schedule for the Broncos this week because of Thanksgiving. Uh, they, we, we had, uh, they had a short meeting on uh, Thursday morning, Thanksgiving, and then uh, a short practice on, on Thanksgiving, and, or regular practice, I guess, on Thanksgiving. But after practice, no more meetings. Uh, just go home and enjoy the families. Come back Friday uh, for the final preparations against the Chargers. I think, I think the Broncos are going to win this game or it's coming down to the end. I know uh, after watching Justin Herbert and the Chargers on Sunday night against Pittsburgh, uh, people are saying, how are the Broncos going to keep on the, up on the scoreboard against that very explosive Chargers offense? And uh, I just think the Broncos being rested, two weeks off, uh, clear their mind. They've been up and down anyway. Uh, they played poorly against the Eagles. Um, I just think they're going to be ready physically and mentally. Uh, to play this game. Fangio's team coming off the bye in his two years as coach. Uh, if you remember in 2019, they were three and seven and the Vikings were eight and three. And uh, the Broncos had them. They're up 20 to nothing at halftime with their number three quarterback, Brandon Allen. And they were uh, inside the red zone of the Vikings with a minute to go and Allen on first down threw an interception in the end zone. Or it would have been 23 to nothing, would have been 27 to nothing. That pick kind of changed momentum. The Vikings came out and scored on their opening drive, and they went on to win that game, beating the, uh, they wound up uh, beating the Broncos uh, 27 to 23, I do believe was the score. Um, and then last week, or, or last year, uh, the Broncos coming off the bye beat New England, and they were up 18 to 3 in that game. The bye week was a little uh, crazy. Uh, they weren't supposed to be on bye week. It got canceled because of COVID. Their week eight bye got moved to week six, and they had uh, the Patriots 18-3. to three. Uh, Drew Locke threw two late interceptions that uh, allowed the Patriots to get back in the game, and it was 18-12, to 12, and New England was down to the Broncos 24 before they ran out of downs. And uh, so that got a little closer than it should have been. But the Broncos were ready both games, up 20 to nothing against the Vikings after the bye and up 18 to three against the Patriots after the bye. And here they are against the Chargers. And the Chargers had an exhausting uh, game down to the wire against the Steelers on Sunday night. You know, that's a big difference kicking off, um, you know, around noon uh, or in, in the morning, uh, California time versus uh, at Sunday night. Those, that's seven and a half hour difference, less recovery. And uh, it does make a difference. That's been my experience covering the team. I just think the Broncos will be at peak performance. Looking forward to playing against Justin Herbert. He had the Broncos last year. I think he was up 24 to three. Drew Locke led him on that sensational comeback, starting with two minutes to go in the third quarter. Bryce Callahan had a heck of an interception. Uh, battling the ball against Mike Williams in the end zone. That helped turn things around. And the Broncos win at 31 to 30. Locke hits Hamler on the final play of the game after a pass interference gave him one more play. Broncos win the game. Uh, most thrilling win in, in years, really, for the Broncos that game. And uh, we'll see. The Chargers are the better team. The better team doesn't always win on Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, hope you enjoyed your holiday. Thank you to Kenny Young 
for sharing uh, his time with us and uh, being part of our uh, Clissa's Mic Drop. And we'll do this again next week as the Broncos, they had their game against the Chiefs flexed. Not, uh, it is no longer at 11 a.m. Mountain Time for the kickoff at Arrowhead Stadium. It is now at 6.20. So the game moves 7 hours and 20 minutes as the Broncos play the Chiefs on prime time Sunday night. And you can watch that game, by the way, on 9 News. So if, and if you don't, and if you have Dish, like I do, uh, try to find uh, a neighbor or a sports bar uh, that <laughs> has uh, one of the other uh one of the other deals. We apologize for that again. But uh, Broncos Chiefs primetime on 9 News next week. That game carries greater significance and is magnified tremendously if the Broncos can beat the Chargers. Chiefs on by this week, so the Chiefs will be heavily favored next week against the Broncos. But if the Broncos beat the Chargers, they will be playing for first place against Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium. So, Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, thank you for uh, listening all year for uh, Clissa's Mic Drop, and we'll be back again next week to wrap up how the Broncos played against the Chargers. Thanks again to Kenny Young. Goodbye, everybody.